Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Well, it wasn't, but I was knocking on something that wasn't very hollow, <laughs> so my knuckles hurt now, oh. and you couldn't even hear the damn knock, so that's when I just flattened out my hand and slapped it with my palm. Just bam, bam, bam! <laughs> that's funny. So, how you been? It's been? A long time. Yeah, it's been days. It's been minutes. Yes. I am doing okay. I tell you what, I slept like a baby last night. And I did not want to wake up this morning. I don't mm. use an alarm clock, but it got to be the time I never really wake up about 730. And I woke up, opened one eye and went, oh, no, it's cool. I won't sleep more. Let me sleep more. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect sleeping weather. It was like 59 when I woke up, which is perfect sleeping weather for me. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and I thought, oh, I'm just going to live outdoors today. And when the time comes to record the podcast i'm just gonna carry my fat happy butt outside and record it from outside yeah yeah and about 20 minutes ago i got out i went outside to set up everything and the warrior man the suburban warrior man was next door Uh, this guy is well he is the master of his domain, but he's he's got a little yard and it's not very big at all, but he's got a big giant lawnmower. It's a riding lawnmower. And he'll he'll ride that lawnmower and he literally has a leaf blower strapped to his back like some sort of uh, rifle or something. So it's no, nah, we're not gonna go outside. <laughs> there we go. I'm just so funny about stuff like that, I guess, because we've got neighbors uh, on two sides of us or one across the street, one beside us. And they have literally a postage stamp size yard. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing to it. You could go out there and cut it with a damn pair of scissors. And they have hired people to come in and take care of the yard for them. And I'm just like, I, I guess you got a whole lot of money. And I'm really glad that these uh, young Mexican American men have some employment, gainful employment. I'm glad about all that. But how how busy do you have to be? Knowing how busy you and I are, <laughs> yeah. you have to be to not be able to take care of a yard that is no bigger than my damn living room. It's it's busy. Well, you I'm know. too busy. I got more important things to do than that. I, I try and look at it from. Their point of view, I remember talking to somebody something like 35, 40 years ago, and all they wanted in their whole life, their highest aspiration was to have a little house that had a little yard that they could take care of. So Mm. it's okay, I'm glad, but do you have to have a big damn Cadillac lawnmower, you know, a riding lawnmower? You, You know, my yard is about a half acre. 
So yeah, you've got, a, you've got a big yard. It's it's very nice. And that entire yard looks like it is constantly mowed. But do you know it has only been mowed twice all year? And that's because we planted moss. Yeah, there was already a lot of moss. The people before us said left it the way they found it when they built there and they left all the original trees. Uh And so there's a lot of moss. There's some, uh, you know, grass because he couldn't resist throwing some seeds out there. But and that's the only thing that ever has to get mowed. And if anything, you'll just get a couple of clips, you know, a couple of times a year. And it really looks like grass, doesn't it? And I mean, it actually does look like it does. It does. Yeah. So what's so terrible about that? You don't have to kill the ecosystem. Right. Right. You don't have to have a riding lawnmower. Maybe that's the whole thing. You don't have to have a riding lawnmower. You don't have to. And I want one so bad. Because I'm not overcompensating for anything, am I? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So on the one hand, I'm glad he's really proud about his his place. And on the other hand, has he never heard of noise pollution? No, and he doesn't care. He doesn't give a (laughs) about it. Not a thing. Yeah. Well, I think that all in all, I think that I just don't like people enough to want to live close to them. (laughs) But (laughs) that's what I'm doing. And so I'm grateful to have a place to live. And that's the truth. But people just piss me off sometimes. (laughs) Well, yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. So, but you know what? This kind of weather, it's hard for me to stay pissed off for long because it's beautiful. This is beautiful weather. It's a turning. I I love it so much yeah. that I get I get uh ill when I go out in the afternoon at like, you know, 3:30 and it's hot and I'm like, "What?" When did it get hot? When I was out this morning, it was so cool and lovely. What do, what do you mean it's 82 degrees? Which in no other place in the world is hot. But for me, if I go out and it's 82 degrees, I'm like, oh, it's getting so hot. Well, a lot of it has to do with humidity. And I know that's a cliche, but truly it does. It doesn't. And so we often we have the, the same kind of ecosystem as the rainforest down below the equator. We just never think of ourselves that way, but it's often humid here when you have humidity and heat. Well, yeah. we are, I think, classified as a deciduous semi-tropical rainforest. Yeah, see, nobody ever says that except for you. Because <laughs> I think it sounds cool. It is cool. So speaking of the cool stuff, we got to go see some of it finally. We did. <laughs> And I must say, you're a really good, you're a really good driver. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you think so. I think I'm a I'm a pretty good driver. I mean, I I've only ever had one ticket in my whole driving life, which is so uh, fifty years. Did you deserve and it? I I totally deserved it, and it was a it was a brand new stop sign on a road that I normally traveled. Yeah. So I wasn't paying attention like I should have been 
And um, and across the street from where Caddy Corner, from where I should have stopped, there was a little, I'm guessing a grandma with two little bitty grandbabies. Yeah. And they were all out in the yard and they were dancing and singing. And it just <laughs> was so charming. And I just blew right through the stop sign. And wow. fortunately or unfortunately, there was a cop that was that would have T-boned me if I had been like two seconds later. Oh, wow. So she pulled me over and she said, did you not see that stop sign? And I went, oh, no, there's not a stop sign at that corner. And she just looked at me like, lady, are you going to question what a cop just tells you? <laughs> and she said, well, to be fair, they only put that up a few weeks ago. And I said, oh, no, I didn't. But did you see those adorable children? So, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I was I was guilty as charged. And I just um, I just paid the fine. It wasn't yeah. much. I mean, this was years well, yeah, it was 20 years ago, maybe, before mm -hmm. we got to be a big old city with big city crime. Uh -huh. um, and I just, you know, I put my check in an envelope, mailed it in because yeah. Yeah, I did it. I ran through, I blew through it. Yeah, well, then at least you admitted to it. I've had the ticket myself. Kind of the same. I mean, it's like I deserved it, but I sort of quietly felt like I didn't if that makes any sense and yeah. it was I was going to work and it was a new office for me I, we had just gone into this office and it was a new area for me so it's East Flat Rock oh, and yeah. there was an area there that had a school on the left hand side but it hadn't didn't have a school that I had ever known about they, the school was closed, and I think that it was being used by maintenance staff or something. But they never changed the speed limit. It still, it was still at thirty-five, and I didn't know it. The rest of the highway was forty-five. Oh, so I was quietly doing fifty in a thirty-five. Ow! <laughs> and I really didn't know. I honestly didn't. I thought that the rest of the highway was forty-five because there was no school there in my mind anyway so i deserved it but when you know <laughs> Mwah. yeah I, I didn't want it that's true and so <laughs> and when i think of all the stupid crap i've done driving most of it not on purpose and uh thankfully most of it not around traffic and well, I, I believe I confessed right on uh, a video on Monday that, oh, yeah, I believe this is where I blew through this whole red light thing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have certainly broken traffic laws and not been caught. But I do, you know, it's almost always pretty much. It is always. I always <laughs> it always happens accidentally. I don't yeah. go out designing to to bust a bunch of traffic laws. Right. And saying that, we didn't intend to trespass on video. <laughs> oh, we well, really didn't. I mean, I guess if we had thought it all the way through, we would have known that you weren't supposed to, to be there. But there were those other cars in the parking lot having yeah. their lunch or Right. Doing a drug deal, whatever they were doing, I don't know. None of my business. <laughs> doing a drug deal. None of my business. Oh, yeah, that's the way they do it in the country. You find a big old open space. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you know what? We didn't, we didn't try and get in, into the place. We just walked around outside mostly. 
As far as I know, we didn't get inside at all, did we? No, and I think that is probably what they mean by, I mean, I'm not trying to parse it that we didn't do something (laughs) that we shouldn't have done, but I imagine what they meant was they didn't want people climbing on that equipment or even on, you know, the horse and the stagecoach or whatever and falling and suing them. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. So I belong to a group called Ghost Town in the Sky, and and it's people who have either worked there, lived close to the place, et cetera, and they watch it closely to see if anyone is going to buy it. And they often post their memories and stuff. And uh, it made me think that that is really a beloved place in that area. Don't you think? Well, I imagine it it was a a good a good place to work in the summer, especially yes, for for high school and college kids. I, I, yeah, I guess so. I really don't know. I remember going there though, and it was a a big deal to get to go to Santa's Land or Ghost Town or Cherokee. We spent more time at those little cities and stuff than we did out around Gatlinburg. Because it was closer in, for one thing. It, well, not really from Robbinsville, but it it was, uh, yeah, we just liked it. And I noticed in Cherokee that the Chiefs weren't out. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's how confused I am about today's stand, you know, what, what I should say and what I shouldn't. I just actually am saying it because I noticed it. And for many, many years you would see a chief and they were special and you would, you would want to go and talk to them and, and get your picture taken with them. Yes. Chiefing. Right. Chiefing. So for me, it, it was a memory of getting to meet somebody who was somebody super cool, you know, but if I was a native and I don't know how I would feel about it. And that's just being honest. It, maybe they well, like and, it and maybe and, they and, don't. Yeah. And really, it's it's not our business. What no, they it's think not. Because well, I, I'm not, I'm going to see if I can find this article. But there was an article a few years back where people were saying uh, how bad that was uh, and how demeaning and all of that stuff. And and they would wear these big Plains Indian bonnets, right? And uh, and they would be dressed much more like um, like somebody from the from out west, what yeah. we think of as a traditional quote unquote Indian. Yeah. And and this article is saying, oh, I'm so glad that's a thing of the past because it was this this this. And I can't remember if a white person wrote the article or not, but somebody came out and said, look, it's the way. I worked my way through college. The money was good for doing almost nothing. I met a lot of really nice people who all they wanted to do was to meet a real Cherokee Indian. Right. And there were people who said my daddy did chiefing and his daddy did chiefing. And it always, you know, put money on the, t- it put food on the table and gave us a little bit of money. So I think there are people on Kuala Boundary who, you know, it's, it's embarrassing for them maybe, but some of them who feel great pride that they found a way to support their family in the lean times right. um, by doing something that that they enjoyed. So uh, I think, you know, you'd have to ask the people who did it or do right. it if it's still going on somewhere. 
because we were obviously there in the off season. <laughs> well, because now it's, I mean, it's so popular to come here and see the colors mm-hmm. that they, you know, they guess based on, I don't, I don't know, based on the previous year, I guess they guess when peak weekend is going to be. But all of that depends on the temperature and how much rain we've gotten and how much cloud cover and all kinds of stuff. And you just, but you got to do your reservations, you know, a year in advance. Yeah. And if you want to get the discount, you have to do them at least X number, you know, in advance. But we would always be glad to see them. And then they would stay until some like third week in October, something like that. And then, boom, slow season. You get a little pickup around Christmas for a day or two, a little pickup around uh, Valentine's Day. And then after that, you know, you're just waiting for spring break. And then it was on again. And that was the cycle of work and tourism back in the day. And now what I see is it doesn't matter. Any time of year, it's overcrowded. <laughs> well, so, so it was really, uh, so there's, that's the other thing that I noticed is that it was that time of year and we and we weren't really seeing a huge amount of tourists. I no. guess they're all huddled up over at a slot machine. What do you think? Well, maybe, but I, I really think September, and you know, they said that when we stopped at Soco Gap, uh, that September was kind of their lag. And I think part of it is that kids have just gone back to school. Or in some places, they're just going back to school. And yeah. so all that kind of tu- tourist and around stuff is done until, you know, a little bit later. But by the end of the month, I'm sure it's going to be getting crazy, crazy, Good. crazy. Uh, yeah, it will be. Uh, well, and the other thing I noticed is that some of the crap that they sell is just exactly the same. Some of the crap that they sell is kind of new, but it's really not. It's still the same feeling of crap. It's like, here's an authentic Indian headdress and it's been dyed pink and purple and made in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> so it's, and so it's, it's very international there. <laughs> very international in that shop. But then... <laughs> but then... I think of the actual museum that's just a little ways away from there. It's not very far at all. And I think about if you look, you know, when we were sitting there at the river. Yeah. That that river is so beautiful. There's so many kinds of wildlife in there that some are native, some are introduced. And you know how you were looking, uh, was it, is it elk or bison that they have? It's elk. Elk, yeah. Yeah, so you were looking for some elk, and I've never seen an elk in the mountains, just being honest, but yesterday, my friend posted a video where he must have seen, or no, it was this morning, I'm sorry, he must have seen 20 of them. He lives out there. So I think that would be really cool, and they were right by that road that we drove down. It just wasn't our time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it was a, it was a good first road trip for us, and we had a good time. But to be honest, y'all, we were all jolly and bobbing and all this stuff. And we through we went through past Junaluska and through Inca Candler and all that through Canton, and we were like la 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 la. 
And man, we got to call a boundary. It was just like. <laughs> the whole yeah. vibe changed. <laughs> yeah, the whole vibe changed. And the stuff that we really thought we were going, aha, we're doing the tacky tourist stuff. And we were just looking at it going, dear God, none of this has changed. What the <laughs> hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay. Yeah. The Isn't that the saying? Golly, but but we had such a good time, y'all, and thank you for um, thank you all for watching with us, or then watching later. I haven't mm-hmm. looked to see the stats on how many people have seen that. Um, well, I don't know either. Um, I looked at them on the first day they were posted, but I don't know the exact stats or even close to them today. But I'll get in there and look when I'm editing everything out. I generally do work on our stuff then. Well, and I have been scrolling through, and I've got, uh, I just posted some on Facebook, then I'm going to move to our page, okay. uh, which is about Chief Henry and about chiefing. Oh, cool. So I'm just going to stick that. You want it on the page, or you want me to private message it to you? No, no, put it on the page. All right. Yeah. It's a really good article about Chief Henry, who is probably the one you and I both remember. He might be. I don't know. I actually have some friends who live there on the reservation, and I can ask them some questions if you want. So going up back, talking about the trip that we just took, I was going to tell you, and you know how we said the vibe changed? It's yes. like It felt like our luck changed, too, because yes. you were looking for a fairy ring and couldn't find it. And I was so excited to take you to Neighbors. And we got there, and it was under renovation. And I was like, oh, hell, <laughs> let's just go back. <laughs> and then well, we got- but, we, but we did get that, those wonderful tomatoes. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. They were great. Yeah. We, I'm still, we I'm got still got the fudge. Because, you know, we stopped at a damn fruit stand because I said we were going to. I, I am so glad, so glad that we did because that I've been looking for a good tomato for a long time, and those yellow tomatoes were so good. Uh, and I, I got a Mister Stripey and tried it. Well, actually, I haven't haven't tried it really. I've put made it in a salad, and I'll try it this afternoon. But oh, yeah. yeah, I'm so oh, I love it. Yeah. And I had a, a great big uh, tomato sandwich yesterday for lunch. The tomato oh. sandwich, too. Yeah, piled <laughs> high with thin slices of, um, I used one of those yellow tomatoes, I think. I, I, I use the yellow tomatoes. They're both gone. I ate every bit of them. <laughs> but so stuff. Day yesterday, I fed everybody else spaghetti, and that's fine. <laughs> but I had tomatoes. Or maters. Mm, I do love tomatoes. Yeah. Do you know anybody who still calls them maters? No, I don't. I don't think I do. Uh, I know, and I still call them. I, I know people, older people, that call them tomatoes. 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 I love some tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I was thinking that we should. Just kind of go, just try and do this again. I mean, it just did my blood pressure good, and it was so good to get back at around some places that I haven't been in a while, and I just enjoyed the heck out of it. 
Well, and me too. And the, some of the comments that, that we've had about our adventure were centered around how tacky and culturally appropriate mm-hmm. all that stuff was. So I think it might be good for us to do a return visit out to Kuala Boundary and show people what has happened since the casinos came in. So, and go to the Museum of the Cherokee mm-hmm. Indian go to yes. a convoluted Indian village, maybe even go out slightly out of the way of there and go by Judicola Rock um, and just show mm-hmm. them that, you know, the Cherokee, the Cherokee people are not those tacky gift shops. No, the they're Cherokee not. Cherokee people are a modern, uh, excited, uh, forward thinking, but also backward preserving, preserving yeah. their past. They're a, a remarkable people, and um, and golly, their their gift for survival is extraordinary. Yeah, and that's well put. You're right about that. Let's do it. Let's find us a, a pretty day and just hit the road. Maybe not on a Monday. <laughs> well, see, that was a problem, y'all. Everything was closed. Because it was Monday. Everything's closed. And I forgot that. It's been a long time since I've been out in that area. But it used to be when I was a kid that places would close on Wednesday. But then it started, I guess, in the 70s. In the mid-70s, people started closing on Mondays instead. And who could blame them? If you're mom and pop and you can, why wouldn't you have a three-day weekend every week? Well, but I mean, closed on Monday doesn't mean you got a three-day weekend. It means you worked your butt off on Sunday and you take Monday off. Well, yeah. Well, you, and I, you and I both work retail. Off. We work retail. We know what that means. Yeah, yeah no, I totally do. I, mean, I remember when we had to keep up with how many days in a row we had worked because the state wouldn't allow you to work more than I can't remember how many in a row without a day off. So <laughs> I yeah. remember it was, those were the, the bad old days of employment. Some things. Those, those days are today though, darling. Those days are today. Are, are people still there. working that many days in a row? Yes. And you know what they're told? What? Well, go find a job somewhere else. Really? If you don't no. want to work hard, go find a job somewhere else. That's well, okay. Again, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what has changed, and that would be the cost of living. Golly, bomb, if that ain't the truth. Yeah. Uh, And we found, we saw a few bargains, though, didn't we, out there? Or what seemed like bargains to us out at uh, Cherokee. I would see something on the sale rack, and I'd go, what? It's only $12.95. What? (laughs) it's hard man you want to buy something that's the whole idea (laughs) well i was gonna i was gonna buy a little bitty bear every place we stopped because i thought that'd be funny have my little bear collection yeah but you know once we got into tacky town usa and i just uh i just couldn't do it one more pink and white war bonnet and yeah i'm getting ready to write up something i posted the picture of the rack of sheriff's pin you know sheriff pins badges yeah and i looked at that and of course there are no girls names on there Uh, there was the one thing that could be a female was cowgirl you could have a badge that said cowgirl but i thought well we 
not only have we not progressed past that, that you can't think that Betty would want to be a, a sheriff. I mean, it just is all part and parcel of we think that women have really progressed, but have women really progressed? How, do we have anything? I mean, we got the vote, which we did not have 100 years ago. Okay, we had barely had 100 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the other things, other things are being stripped away from us. Women still don't make as much as men do for doing no. the same damn job. Well, they're not regarded the same either. No. And, and some people would argue that we're not supposed to be. Oh, yes, they would. Yes. So a lot of them would love to control what goes on in this country. And a lot of them do control. What I'd like to see is people actually judged on their job, their performance. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Yeah. And not have anything to do with their gender or non-gender. That'd be good, wouldn't it? You're a human and you were hired to do this job and this job has been done. I mean, what's wrong with that? Honestly. It's, you know, they used well, to say, what's wrong with that after 6,000 years of patriarchy? I don't know. What you reckon? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, That's a different want to podcast. Get on this subject. Let's talk about how the peaches I bought yesterday. How were they? I don't know because they weren't ripe. Mm. So they are doing my latest technique is I've got a big old flat cake plate. Yeah. And I leave the peaches out on that and I turn them a couple of times a day and and they will be ripe and ready to eat probably by tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yes. I seem to we will see. I, I, I seem to have heard somewhere and I can't tell you where that you can ripen fruit by putting it in a brown paper sack. Yes, and, and that is true, but you have to not be me for that to work. <laughs> what happens with me is if it's out of sight, it is oh. out of mind. And okay. if I put it in brown, put them in the brown paper sack and just left them on the cutting board over by yeah. the by the toaster oven, mm-hmm. I would forget about them until I saw the fruit flies. <laughs> oh. Then I'd be, oh my God, where'd all these damn fruit flies come from? Oh my God. I got all these peach pits. <laughs> Oh, no, the peaches. Yeah. So that's that's just me. And it's something that I have uh, strived. I was trying to figure out the past, past tense of that. Strove? Striven? Stri- uh-huh. Let's just do strive. It, I have strived in my life to not be the person who just forgets. But after all these years, I just don't think that's going to change. Do you? <laughs> No, probably Maybe not. Might, but I don't think so. You got a method that works for you, so go for it. Oh, yeah. cat dog just walked in. He says, dog. <laughs> oh, he's busy ignoring both of us. Oh, well, he's how good. Food bowl. I, he, I didn't notice what chair you were sitting in, but is he likely to eat and then jump up on the back of your chair? Uh, no, I'm standing oh. up. I'm, oh. Yeah, I'm working in the kitchen. You haven't heard the dishes rattling around? No, I have not. Yes, that's a win for me. Thank you. Thank you. Win, 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 win. <laughs> well, if you do hear some clank, and that's what it is. So I used to drive through Cherokee, and I would look at all the muscle cars, and I didn't see any muscle cars there. None. So. Yeah. yeah. I saw muscle cars yesterday, though, on Patton Avenue. Did you? 
They're still doing that loop? No, no, they weren't. They they weren't. Well, I mean, they kind of were racing, but they weren't, you know, it wasn't like Friday night, Saturday night on Patton Avenue. It was just, I was just coming out at a red light, you know, that had turned green. I did not come out on a red light. I just came out and these two guys shot past me. It was one first in a, I think it was a Camaro, a new Camaro, not a beautiful old Camaro like mine was. Um, And then another one shot past, past me going after him. And I just thought, Oh yeah, those two are together. What are they doing? What are they up to? But they were doing, I mean, that is a, I think a 35 mile an hour space on Patton. Well, which was, yeah, it was Patton then. And I, they were easy doing 70. Easy. Oh, wow. Maybe more. Hmm. Well, for you those know, of you who might not know what we're referring to, on Friday and Saturday nights, the tradition ever since people have been cruising around in cars is to go cruise Patton Avenue. And there's a specific area. You start at the angles on, uh, at the top of uh, Lesser Highway, Leicester Highway, excuse me. Um, and then from there, you go straight up. And I think people would turn around in Sky City parking lot, maybe? Yes, ma'am. That is. When Sky City, tired. of course, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, and when they got tired of racing or thirsty or whatever, they'd stop in the parking lot. And then you see people sitting on the hoods of their cars. Right. That's when not, you could then, do that, when you could do that without denting the hood of the car, or getting shot at. Y'all, it is September, and here's what I've been doing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch this all up, and I'm gonna say, on Tuesday, I got three, count them, three wonderful pieces of good news. Mostly, it was about other people, but they're people that I love, so it just felt. It, I, it just in in that old fashioned phrase, it gladdened my heart. And I, I decided that I'm going to I'm going to live. And because you all know, I'm taking it. I'm learning Italian. I am going to live la dolce vita for a while. I'm gonna just going to talk about the sweet life. I'm going to talk about what is sweet and good and tender and lovely. And it's. It's easier, frankly, for me to do that when it's a little bit cooler because it makes me a little sweeter. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and and then by golly, yesterday, a real good friend of mine that I love very much had a procedure and she was absolutely confident the procedure would be fine. And I was pretty confident about that, too. But you never know. And when she contacted me, actually, she she clicked like on something I'd posted on Facebook. So I knew she was home from the procedure and that went well. It was like, see, I collected up those three wonderful pieces of news. Then I added one to them yesterday and I'm just waiting for the one to fall today. I know it's going to be great. That's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, let me think. I know I've had plenty of good news. I got some good pictures of some mushrooms. Oh, nice. My yard has... Yeah, in your yard? Some of them are in my yard, but some of them are not. I've got some good pictures. And, uh, you know, I've got some friends who are going to take a trip out of town and well-deserved and looking forward to it. They're going out to Chattanooga to uh, 
ride the train and do some other things that they've always wanted to do. And that's like so cool. I really do like that. And the best is mom is getting better. She had been kind of, you know, making me a little worried about her health issues. And she really seems to be on a good upswing once it got figured out what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, and life has been kind of quiet and I made a huge batch of spaghetti uh, sauce and it was gone instantly. I can't believe how much spaghetti sauce got eaten. It was. Uh, you must make real good spaghetti sauce. It's the only good thing that I ever got from my crappy ex. And I didn't get it from him. I got it from his mother. And, and that was the uh, recipe. And, the, you know, they were Italian one generation away. Uh, his grandfather was from Italy. And so they they really liked a certain type of spaghetti that they said was really not spaghetti, but it was their version of it. And it's just meaty. It's good for people who work and need protein. It's hearty. And uh, yeah, so I was shocked. You know those giant crock pots? Yeah. The whole thing was completely full. So, so there, there, that was pretty good, I thought. I love that. Yeah, I am. Um, it's, it's sad, really. When my mother-in-law was alive, I never, I hardly ever made her special tomato sauce or gravy mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, when we were up there, then that was a treat for my husband to have, you know, his mother's sauce. But now that she is dead, yeah. I've made that several times. I made a big batch of it. Gosh, about a month ago, I guess, and and I froze some of it so that I can thaw it out and we can have it again because it, it's not hard to do, but it takes you know takes some time cooking. It and does. it's good stuff. Yeah. I add stuff to it that his mama didn't add, and sometimes he's a little dubious about that, but that's all right. Well, you've added your part to it. It's fine. It's better not having it, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, his mother would add <clears throat> add some. She had particular kinds of pork she would add to it. Yeah. And if I don't have that particular kind of pork that she would add, I'll just chop up a pork chop and put it in there. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a purist, I guess. I think you're a pretty good cook, obviously. I'm not a bad cook. Do you still enjoy it? When it's cool, I do. In the summer... I enjoy chopping up a whole lot of vegetables and making a big salad and then doing as little cooking as I can get away with. But yeah, well, that's me too. I like sandwiches, but I'm the queen of leftovers and yeah, I really like to make a big batch of something and then let it last a couple of days. And that's because I don't have to cook as often. Yeah. I would do the same thing with salads. <laughs> do you think we're going to end up traveling to some of these little cities that have terrible economies and I think all of we that? Should. I think we should too. Because every place that I've ever been has got something good about it. Yes. Yes. Just how you look at it. And there's a reason that some of these places are still around as opposed to either shutting down or growing too big through the decades. And it's because they have something good. 
something going on. Some of the, it, it's usually music. Well, that you say that because you're a musician. Uh, it's like talking to my buddy Brian Hankey. Everything's about music for him. Well, if it wasn't for music, blah, blah, and I was like, yeah, okay. Well, let me just say another word to you: cooking, food. Sometimes it's not about music; it's about food. Musicians, sorry, y'all eat too, but it's not yeah. always about music. Well, it's always about music. Uh-huh. Well, you can go into any holler or whatever you want to call it, or valley or whatever, and there'll be a family there that's got some tradition, and we'll sit out on the porch and play. Oh, or there, yes, ma'am. There's a couple of places. I think we passed at least one uh, when we were road tripping where you out in a field somewhere, you'll see just a stage made out of wood, just a platform. It's just a plain old square. That'll be it. That's where they gather. <laughs> that's where they gather. Oh, yeah. Well, and they gather for music, but they also gather for preaching. They do, yeah, you're right. I mean, once you put up a stage, ain't no telling what's going on. Well, these little stages, they'll have a band every Friday night as long yeah. as the weather let them. And those bands are so good. I mean, they're not out there learning. And it, it wasn't 10 years ago that there were all kinds of jam houses all over this area. Oh, I know. It's- we were on Friday night. Everybody showed up at, well, let's just call Miss Hyatt's. They show up yeah. at Miss Hyatt's. Yep. And there'd be a big old pot of coffee, big old old fashioned pot of coffee or like mm. one of those uh, coffee dispensers like they have at the at the church socials. Yeah. It holds <laughs> like 45 cups of coffee. There'd right. be those, and there'd be somebody making coffee all the time. And mm-hmm. somebody might come in with a, a loaf of bread and some uh, tomatoes. A plate of cookies. Yeah, plate of cookies, something like that. And they would just jam, jam, jam all night long because they didn't have to work the next day. You know, that's the best. But that's I don't know I don't know of any of them around here anymore. Do you? Um, I, I do, actually. Oh, good. I do, yeah. That's all right. So you know of a jam, some jam houses? I do. I get invited still, and I'm amazed by that. I think it's um, wonderful. I'm just glad there's some around. Yeah. Well, you know, your cottage has been one in the past. Yeah, but no, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What I'm talking about is a place that every Friday night, unless it's Christmas, and maybe on Christmas, it happens. Mm. Yeah, no, I know some places like that. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to know those are still around. There are. A lot of them are weather dependent because they'll be outdoors somewhere. Somebody's backyard, they might have a, a plat, uh, stage built in their garage or barn or something like that, or yeah. where a campfire is. Uh huh. There's still quite a few campfire jams going on. And I, I imagine that would be fairly safe, I guess. I know of uh, one that's just right down the road from you. And I, I believe it's on Saturday night. Yeah, it's Saturday night is that one. And I know of one out in Brevard, and it's in the afternoons on Sunday. Oh, and that's good. That's good to know. Yeah, and there's one in Candler that's once a month out uh, real close to the parkway there. And it's just, it's one of those where basically grandma's house was right next door. And it's, and that was it. There, other than that, it's woods. And they had kind of extensively built the property up to be able to handle jams. And it was very convenient for musicians and just very hospitable. And that was a good place. 
Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, just relieved because there used to be one out in Swannanoa, I know, and another one out in Black Mountain. And there were at least three that I knew of out in Inca Candler area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, because I don't really run in those circles anymore here. I can tell you what's happening at all the pagan festival circuit, all those folks. But, you know, as far as just if it's Friday night and I want to go hear just some people playing music, I don't want to go to a bar and listen to so-and-so bluegrass group. I want to just hear people playing music. It's uh, I've not found that easy. So, Well, I'm, I'm a fan of the jam session. And there's an entire demographic of musicians in Asheville who that's all they want to do. And you know what? That is fine. They love it. There's plenty of it. They want to get more of it. Uh, and that's cool because they, they develop really good skills in that arena as musicians. They really enjoy. And I, I always love listening to them. And I'm always kind of amazed that, that you know, this quiet person, their entire personality changes when they put a guitar in their hands. Yeah. The, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to watch. And then there's this other group of musicians that are the ones that are perfecting their their public craft privately and out there networking and all of that, just meeting people and making friends and making music. And that's they, it. Kind of accomplishes both things. And then there are the, the professional musicians, and occasionally they will show up at a jam and make everyone feel bad about themselves. No, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. They don't. They're really. We've got. Well, not the ones I've met. You know, we've got a really good set of musicians in this area. We're so lucky, and it's just part of our DNA, isn't it, Byron? It really is. Um... I, I just remember, yeah, I just remember there was a, a house down the hill from us, and it literally was a log cabin. And the old man that lived in it, his children lived kind of, you know, not too far from him down in, in the cove. Mm-hmm. And there was music down there all summer long. Now, they didn't do much in the winter because they were out on the porch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when the weather got warm, they'd get, be out there until it got cold. And yeah. you could hear it all over the holler, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> it was, you know, it was to be down. He, he had a long front yard and mm-hmm. people would just bring, you know, those old fashioned folding chairs that yeah. have the webbing in them. Yes. yes. They bring the people bring their their long chairs down and there's lots of drinking, of course, and lion as there always is <laughs> well so lion in the audience well you know telling stories like we do oh gotcha. it sure does it sure does feel like the just tell it t- telling some tall tales i guess sometimes it does but you know i think that most everything that we've talked about has happened or is true or whatever it's just when you get to be our age, you've had a few experiences that stand out. And, you know, if you want to talk about them, you can. <laughs> if you don't, when we talk about them, we always, I say we, it is mostly we. I'm not going to back off that. Okay. We love to embroider those stories. <laughs> yeah. Is that not a tradition? 
Oh my gosh, it is. Absolutely. We are known for that. We are. That's true. You know, there's a lot of storytellers that go down around Franklin and they put on that. They have these uh, events. It's what I'm given to understand. We ought to go make that one of the trips. Yeah. Franklin, Franklin is very interesting to me and I haven't spent enough time there. My dad's family was from Franklin originally. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then dad moved to Robbinsville to get work. (laughs) Isn't that ironic? Um, Dad's father uh, moved there. So, but both of my grandparents are buried out in Franklin. Oh. On dad's side. Yep. Yep. So there's, I remember the hillside and all that. It's a big old white church of some kind. Typical country church. I remember that they had the, the covered kind of shed. And they'd they'd have their gatherings there, family oh, reunions, yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. of family reunions, and I think they still have it there. Last well, time we're, I went, we're coming up on reunion time around here. I there used to be my mother's father's family. There was a reunion down at the little church, and it's where they're all buried. Um, <clears throat> And I went down there this spring, I guess, to, you know, make sure the graves are pretty tidy and whatever. The cemetery looks good, but the church looks unused. Oh. <clears throat> and it That's made me sad because I, I would love to go down there for their, um, for their, you know, homecoming, which usually happens in October. That would, but yeah, I don't that, think they do that anymore. That is sad. The, that is sad. The church where my dad is buried is I don't think it's active anymore either. And there's one in Fairview, too, like that. It's just such a pretty church. You know, it looks just like the old churches that I remember, and it's just basically empty, except for the graveyard. Yeah. And let's hope that that's mostly empty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is feeling like October, isn't it? It (laughs) is. It is. And you know what I noticed is that this is the first year that I've noticed that the the memes and the social training, if you will, has uh, has formally acknowledged that September first is the beginning of the Halloween season. Now, I I have a theory regarding this that a lot of that kind of meme. That and it looks good, and people are like, "Oh hell yeah!" And me too. I mean, I totally identify. I like that time of year. Um, I I believe that some of the companies out there that sell items that profit from that sort of thing are some of the ones that are making these memes. <laughs> am, I, am I too suspicious? N- no, I think you were just rightly suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Did you did you read about Mickey Dolan's from the the fellow from the? Well, I keep hearing his name, but I, I don't. I didn't hear what it was about. He's like well, the last monkey standing, isn't he? He's the last monkey standing. He's eighty years old, I believe. And this is all stuff I've read recently. And he is suing, and, and I believe it might be that the FBI and he's using the freedom of information act to do it Oh yeah, because they've got some files and I believe that they might've displayed they being the government entity 
might have displayed them somewhere, and that's how Mickey heard about it, and he wants access to all of it. Good for him. Yeah. He should have access. Yeah, I don't know if he's doing for money. I don't think that's the sort of thing um, that you can do to with the FBI. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can. But that, I think, is the gist of it. I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. But he's back in the news. And we were talking about something that led to this. Huh. Can, you, can you remember? No. We were just, I can't. <laughs> we, were, oh, we were talking about cemeteries and this time of year. Yeah. And the veil getting a little thinner. And it's like, yeah, I feel like I can breathe better this time of year. I feel like the air is clear, more clear, even though I'm sure that's an illusion. And ew, that link you posted about uh, checking the, the river there. <laughs> oh. My daughter and I talk about that all the time. It's like, does it, do any of those people who are floating on their butts in an inner tube down the river, all the inner tube all connected up with all their friends and they're having a great time, do they know the level of E. coli in that river? Because, well, I mean, if you're just floating, it doesn't matter. And then you get out, it doesn't matter. But I don't know. What if you fall in and you take in a big old mouthful of water? What? What happens then? What happens? I don't know. I just think people ought to be made aware. That's all. Just made aware. If, if you're spending four or five hours on the river in an inner tube with 10 of your hippie friends or, or your friends, okay? Uh, hey, I resemble I that remark. I got 10 hippie friends for sure. I, I love my hippie friends. Well, you got to know that everybody's peeing in the water at that point. Yeah, but that's because not where I mean, E. coli comes from, my friend. Well, I know. Well, I'm not. I know. But still, at the very least, that's going to be in the water. You know? <laughs> at the very least. And probably very close to you, too. So. <laughs> well, and I tell you, I pinned that thing to the top of my... Um, top of my feed oh. and and oh. not for not for nothing else except that way i can look at it every day and go huh wonder how much e coli in the french abroad today ding oh i believe it's up to about 7.95 good oh. Oh. Stay home. i drove i drove past there the other day and the water was just just chocolate milk brown well, that might have been. We had that big rain. We and, did. You know, and the river so it was just muddy. And it was full of people in inner tubes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. They love it. <laughs> and I love it, too. I love that old river so much. I oh, love it. I met up with my, um, you know, I've got an apprentice yes, now. Miss Amanda, if you're listening, love you. <laughs> um, and we met up down at the at the river park. Uh, last Sunday, and I just love sitting by that river. I just I I could do it every day. Just sit there and write or read or do nothing but look at, look at the old river. I just love it so much. I've, I've been lucky enough to be able to spend a lot of time beside that river on my friend's property, camping. Oh, and yeah. Camping. How how is your friend doing? Uh, she's doing fine, from what I understand. She's doing real, you know, real well. Quarantine has kind of kept me from getting out and seeing people like I used to. I, I'm ready to start, you know, tiptoeing out about. But I heard, you know, but it's um, 
it's not just an issue of safety at this point. It's an issue of scheduling. And so I find that my schedule has been super busy lately. So I just have not had a chance to visit people like I should. But I can tell you that she's she seems to be doing well. And I'm happy about that. That river is such a magical place to me. It and is. So I agree with you. You and me have been out there. We went out there. Yeah, well, and I love that river. I love to be by that river. And that's one reason I want to know things like, what are the parts per million of whatever? I mean, and E. coli is a drop in the bucket. Most yeah. of us, if we fell in the river and got a mouthful of water, our immune systems would just chew that up and spit it out. Yeah. And it'd go right out where it needs to go out. And it, it only, you know, if you're, if you're compromised in some way, all that stuff. But, yeah. but so, I mean, I post that just so I have that information. But I, I really want to figure out how I find out about the other, the other things that are in that river. Because, you know, we went fishing in that river in the 70s when it was nasty, nasty, nasty river. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, there was always catfish to be found, but not much else. So, Well, and there was the, uh, the start of it was the Rock and River Raft Race. And no, we, what, were talk, we were talking about it before then. We were about, talk, about Phil talking Cuff about it or doing it. I mean, that was the first that I recall ever seeing inner tubes. Was, oh, Yeah. Yeah. And then it seems like after that, it just kept going and going and going and getting busier and busier. And now basically every pull off, there's some place that'll that's an inner tubing place. So <laughs> I don't know. There must be something to it that I've missed. <laughs> I've seen I have seen a lot of people in that river, though, in various stages of sobriety and I've, I've just i've seen a lot of things at that river that were magical and i've seen seen a lot of things that couldn't possibly have happened but they did and i've just had a lot of quiet times there and it's just such a you can feel the age of it yes yes mm-hmm. and i love that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. now you can airbnb right at it uh, you would just have to say that, wouldn't you? When I was just feeling like I could take a deep breath and not be just the whiniest, whiniest little bitch in the world. I'm just tired of whining, you know? Yeah. I'm tired of complaining. It's getting to be fall. We we got a really busy time coming up. And plus, it's the best weather of the year for us anyway. Mm. And, uh so, yeah, why not just focus on the good stuff? Have you made a water pie yet? No, I don't know that I will. I mean, I made, you know, I did one for that contest years and years ago. I've never made another one. Really? It's, no, I mean, they're not particularly, it's a Depression era pie. It's not particularly good. Well, I, I wondered. I don't know that I've ever tasted one. Have oh. you thought about what you're going to make this year? No, I don't think, I haven't heard about them having the contest this year. I mean, they may be, and I just haven't heard about it. Okay. Well, it's an interesting thought, but it, it, there's an art to pie crust, as you know. You know better than me. I know, and sometimes, <clears throat> I mean, I have inconsistent pie crust. Sometimes it's really good, and sometimes it's, you know, too wet and gooey. And 
Yeah. I think I think I'm going to continue learning and cooking and trying different casseroles. I've had so much fun. Doing oh that. yeah. Mm-mm. You know that little thing that I was telling you about that I've got. You put put the vegetable or whatever in it, and you pull it like a lawnmower. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe how good that little thing works. I cannot believe it. I took an onion, you know, as one does. I needed to chop quite a bit of it and for a meal. And I put the onion in there and I went with the thing one time and it was perfectly done. Wow. I just chopped it up into little pieces. Wow. I know that's so great. And it's not, it doesn't take electricity or anything. Yep. But it will cut you. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you must be very careful around it because it will cut you. <laughs> it will cut you. It yeah. it, it's not going to be cheerful about all this. No, <laughs> definitely not. But yeah, I'm kind of, since I, since, since I've got the, this kitchen kind of the way that I want it, Except for today, I've been enjoying cooking a little bit. And I've got the broccoli recipe, broccoli casserole recipe that I was talking about. I made it twice now, and I feel pretty good about it. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. Do you have a favorite casserole that you like to make? Uh, what I, I like to play around with lasagnas. Oh. And I, I've been known to make a lasagna with... Um, with big, you know, when zucchini gets baseball bat size, is to peel it with, um, with uh, like a cheese peeler, yeah. and um, I mean a cheese slicer, and yeah. slice it and use the zucchini and instead of noodles. Ooh, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, it makes it a complete like vegetable and cheese orgasmic experience. Wow, that sounds good. So I like to do that. And I like casseroles. I, I often don't have the patience, you know, when I'm when I'm busy, I just run in and I mostly saute stuff. But I do love casseroles. I love it when you give time for all of the flavors to meld together. Yeah, I do too. That's plus that. cheese. Plus all the cheese. <laughs> I'm a big fan of cheese. Of cheese, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a mushroom soup girl. I love mushroom soup. And it's not hard to kind of, I, de- I like to use dehydrated things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so it's really not hard to make a mushroom soup or wow. to put the same ingredients in your casserole and let that be instead of too much gravy or too much cheese or something, put some of those in there like that. I'm, and for me, that has worked. You know, but I still do. I'll eat something with cheese in it. That's not a problem. I just have been trying different things. Y'all, if you have a good casserole recipe, this girl would really appreciate it. I'd love to look at it or hear about it or or have your recipe. Do you need any recipes, Miss Byron? No. Well, not right now. All right. That's I know fine. I sound sort of hang doggy, but yeah. I don't right now I, I can barely remember to look for the peaches and turn them around yeah yeah my head is full of stuff well yeah there's a lot going on many things going on not necessarily bad mostly good things that you're working on and you've got a trip coming up and all of that so i'm the one that needs the help 
And oh, that, but you're the you're the one that's enjoying home life right now. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm ready in a way. I'm really starting to get restless and all of that. But in a way, I'm going. Wait, this is ending too soon. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I have enjoyed having the time to cook for uh, you know. In my adult life, I usually just work all the time, and that's yeah. the truth. So I've enjoyed yeah. this. Me too. And I'm giving myself September to enjoy Um, and also to finish the my editing part of this book at a kind of leisurely pace. Yeah, because October is going to be October and October has been October since the mid 90s for me. It gets it it gets busier than it ought to be. And I'm going out of town a couple of times. Yeah. So and with September, I've got one day trip out um, to do a bookstore over in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and to drop in on my buddies that are doing the Pagan Pride thing in Knoxville. Oh. And I don't go out again until the very end of the month. And that's yeah. to do a women's retreat when I hang out with my girls. Oh, okay. We will all have a great time also in Tennessee. Uh-huh. We were just talking about Oak Ridge yesterday, me and mom. Yeah. I've got several people in my family who spent their working careers there at various Oak Ridge properties and stuff. The the dam, some of them, one of them worked in research, I think, and so on. Anyway, we were just talking about stuff like that. Yeah, I had a, an uncle, great uncle. He was my grandmother's brother mm-hmm. who worked over there and he couldn't talk about it right he, just knew he was over there in oak ridge and all he would say to the family was well if one of us screws up the whole place is going to go wow and i was like okay i mean i didn't know about it till years later of course but i thought well that's pretty clear he was uh, doing something Big evidently, yeah. I wonder if I wonder how many of your kin folks met my kin folks over there. Yeah, the- well, he's the only one I know of that worked over there. Okay, well, yeah. it's uh, I don't know enough of my family history to speak about it correctly. You know, I've, I've I just have begun trying to remember it all my life. I've heard stories, but I didn't commit them to memory because a lot of them were just when I was a kid, I would hear somebody talking about this or this, or and they tell me this story. And I go, okay. And I'd put it in the same category with whatever the last paperback book I read was or whatever, 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 you know, and I don't think my, it's back there somewhere. I just haven't retrieved it. <laughs> but I know some of the folks in my family were kind of colorful, shall we say. And I think that's common. I think that's very common. Most everybody around here who can trace their kin back in this area, they'll find that there's some colorful things going on. Oh, my gosh. And don't you know people are going to look back on us and go, oh, you say, oh, yeah. Well, Byron Ballard's my great, great, great aunt. And she and people just be, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't I don't know how to answer that because I feel like I'm going to be an ancestor one day too and I'm going to I'm going to be up there with everybody else looking at the next generation down going well 
trying to get them to remember. <laughs> so I got some good good people in my family though. Anyway, and I'm proud of them, and that's the truth. Me so too. Me we'll too. have to run around and and uh, just go through Western North Carolina and maybe some other places too. You never know. And just just talk about some stuff and. And maybe take a few pictures and some video and just take some folks on the trip with us digitally. Yeah. Well, we had fun doing that. Y'all let us know. Was that worth your time Yeah. to hang out with your loony, weird mountain girl friends? Yeah. Yeah. We and had a good time. We did. We did. And weirdlings, stay tuned for more. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes, weirdlings. We've been. We have something in mind for you. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and make a big echo on the sound as a sound effect on it. <laughs> okay, cool. That's. I wish I really did laugh like that. That'd be pretty funny. It depends on the subject. I've heard you laugh in a way that made my blood run cold one night. <laughs> that's as, that's as it should be yes it i is. mean not with you but you know yeah. i know i know exactly what you mean so i've enjoyed talking to you i know we got to get going i know i got a miles to go today's one of them days i, I appreciate you letting starting early to get this done yeah no i love it i'll finish doing the edit this afternoon so anyway and that that frees me up you see tomorrow that's right. And tomorrow, woohoo! Tomorrow, 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 I love you. Tomorrow, says oh, the, the woman who hates musicals. <laughs> there, yeah, there's not a lot of musicals I love. I'm sorry, I know they're very popular with people, but yeah, well, you don't have to love them. Yeah. Well, Byron, I will talk to you very soon. Hey, you stay in a yeah. And uh, check your schedule, if you would, and see about the weirdling thing that we were talking about. Yeah. Yep. I'll send you some uh, some possibilities and you might want to check with Miss Ilsa. Hey, Ilsa. And see what it is she would prefer doing. Okay. And yeah. you do know you've had your video on the whole time, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been, I've been watching you wandering around the kitchen. Puttering around. Uh -huh. doing that yeah, it's been funny. You've just been wandering and talking. Yeah. And I'll see you wander away when I'm talking. And obviously you're thinking, oh, she's going to be on this for a while. You wander mm -hmm. over towards the sink. And then when it looks like I'm wrapping up whatever shenanigans I'm talking about, you come back like, oh, I'm going to have to say something in a minute. She's about to wind down. It's been oh. hilarious. It's been like watching Kabuki theater. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's So what you do is you take the audio out and then you make that an MTV video or something. I like Because, like y'all, when we record this, we usually turn off the video part because you know, we just do. But, boy, by golly, we had some little hijinks with us. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. 
Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D.